stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a second half will have it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 113 and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. And thank you sp- for spending a little bit of time with us today while we again get curious about and dissect yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. Today, our story goes something like this. They're holding me back. But before we get there, if you find the topics that we share on Breaking Up With RB as useful in your life, please subscribe so that you don't miss out on keeping yourself aware, present, and healthy. So with that, JD, how are you? And what do you think about our topic today? You know what? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying so many things about life at the moment, and things are good. Lots of Lots of blessings, a lot of good things going on, a lot of things keeping me moving. So that part's good. The topic is a very good one. Um, One that has an edge to it. You know, they're holding me back. Um, What comes to mind immediately is Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) He actually says that Star Wars. Yes, of course. Knowing me as you do, you know that you're not surprised. However, there is a line where he says that I'm being, he's holding me back. And it's one of the reasons why. He's so angry. And it's one of the reasons why he ends up going to the dark side. So when I hear that story, it's usually there, I feel like there's an edge to it. There's anger, frustration, um, you know, some, and depending on what we're talking about, some, some victim focus, you know, and, uh, but it's also very disempowering because um, it hands over power to whatever it is we think or we're telling ourselves is holding us back. And so it, it robs us of agency. So that, those are what come up for me right away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I I don't know a whole lot about Star Wars, but I know that (laughs) there's a structure, there's a structure and a system type of situation in Star Wars, (laughs) where, where there might very well be some things that aren't that that make um, some other things inaccessible or or that much more of a challenge. So I want to have some clarity around you know, okay, so we picked this story and we're saying basically it's a BS story. Mm -hmm. And so in in what context and in what um, uh, 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 situations would it be a BS story? And so um, it might be one in Star Wars. It might not. Again, I don't know. (laughs) But what I do know. (laughs) It was a BS story in Star Wars. Okay. 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 So then it it fits into what we're talking about. What I do know is this often comes up in, um, in, in couple situations, you know, partnered romantic relationship situations. Mm -hmm. It also comes up in the family quite a bit. It can often come up with, um, a friend, French friend group, friendship group. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a sibling kind of situation it can come up with. Uh, so, so, and those would be the times where, um, it's probably more of a, of a BS story than, than actual sort of like, um, a, a structure of sorts, right? Um, right. Holding us back. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there, and and we're talking about that in terms of human relationships in yes. a lot of ways today. Yes, because in certainly I think about like you can hear it in the workplace too. Cert, such mm-hmm. and such is holding me back. That might actually be true, right? You know, there yeah, sure <laughs> there are things like that. So and that that is the case oftentimes with some of these stories. I mean, and and oftentimes um, the way we're usually talking about them in the context of relationships and our understanding of ourself. 
right as well and what our possibilities are. So, all right, that's mm-hmm. good. So, um, yeah, lead the way. Where where would you like to go? Right. Um, where would I like to go? Shoot, I don't know. What whatever sort of whatever comes up for us. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think you know I think one of the things is that um, when we are we'll go back to that childhood coping mechanism stuff that we always talk about, and um, certainly as children we this story can start to take shape we don't have access to all that is out there mm-hmm. as kids and not that we really do as adults either but we certainly have a whole lot more access than we do as kids and so um this you know depending on what the family dynamic is depending on um sort of the 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 health <laughs> of the family members of the parents mm-hmm. um there can be a, a sense of of being held back or not being able to you know fully express oneself so it starts way back when and with the communication style of the family with sort of um what's accessible within and, and outside of the family um are is our voice heard in the family like there can be a lot of things in that dynamic that can create that story of being of, of feeling like being held back. So so that's that's the first part of this. Um, and then and then as adults, it kind of turns into because we've held this story for a while into adulthood, it sort of turns into more of a self-sabotage mm. type of a situation. But we think the that there's external sabotage. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and from the other person in this case. Right. External would be outside of us. Yes. Right, the, right. From the other person. From mm-hmm. the other person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think of in the first part of what you mentioned, you know, in childhood leading up, I, I remember being a teenager expressing ideas of feeling quote unquote held back by my, by my parents on something right now. It might be, it might be over something really trite over something I really wanted to do that they didn't want to let me do. But I also remember feeling it around, around things that I wanted to explore, right. And not always being able to explore. So is, is that something that, that tends to come starting out with sort of teenage consciousness, if you will? Um, is that your experience? Um, I think it can come a lot. Our childhood stories really do start in childhood. Mm. Yeah. Right. And certainly the teenage stage and phase of life is that we don't get to do all the things that we want to do yeah, right. because because the teenagers definitely their the 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 brain uh and at that time in development definitely is, is a little more risky um there we're not taking and, and then we have you know we're a little bit more grown up so we can sort of like have and and spend time on our own or with friends mm-hmm. there are a lot of social um um focus you know, individual and social focus. So the, the teenage experience trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, who am I? Push boundaries, all of those kinds of things are going to, you know, have some sense of like being held back in that, but we don't get to do everything we want to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean the story that will follow us through adulthood or Got become it. a problem for us starts there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the stories that become problems are ones that stick around and we tend to go back to quite a bit and we tend to really believe. And then we tend to limit ourselves around it, even though we think because we're not really getting clear that someone else is doing the holding back of us, whether mm-hmm. that be a partner, 
That could be a partner. Mm-hmm. That could be our own kids. Oh, that could be yeah. friends. That could be friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and and certainly, you know, other other people that are that are close to us. Mm-hmm. So so that's the part. And and like you said earlier, it can be quite limiting if we really believe that that something outside of ourselves is holding us back. If we really truly believe this, um, sort of like okay, so if I want to get healthy and I want to start eating better. Um, but I love to, but I had been going out with my friends for happy hour. Mm-hmm. Right? And so my friends really want me to still go out for happy hour. And, but I really want to not do happy hour anymore because it doesn't really fit in, in, in alignment with my health goals. And, but I still want to be friends with them, but mm-hmm. they give me a lot of, a lot of um, guilt over not going out to happy hour. So then I'm, I still go out to happy hour and I believe that there are the ones, they are the ones that are holding me back. Hmm. Right. And so because that story is something that I'm not, this isn't my story, but this is how this story sort of plays out in adulthood, even in the simplest of ways. Right. So my friends are holding me back. Right. Well, but if we really dig in a little bit more and understand where that, um, that, that, uh, easily um, uh, believable <laughs> story comes from. Mm-hmm. It really comes from an, an an inside place. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I'm wondering too. In that context, what's what's actually being held back? Is in in the interest of health, is it so much happy hour, or is it what she eats and drinks at happy hour? Well, if my goal is not to go to happy hour, right? If my goal is is it related to a health goal, okay, okay, and I don't want to go to happy don't hour, want to go, but I'm being guilted to go to happy hour. Mm, I see, I right? See. Then that's a sabotage of my health goals. Instead of understanding that, oh, I don't want she doesn't want to go to happy hour anymore, but we still want to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to spend time with her? myself or whoever is the story is attached to, is there a way to spend time in a way that supports not sabotages? Right. Got it. Got it. And so in this, in, in this case then is, um, the person not saying what they need, right? Is that, is that one reason why this story is, is living so strongly is because they're maybe not vocalizing this to their friends. They're maybe vocalizing it to everybody else, but not to those friends. The, the the tough thing about friends or family is that we have a history with them. We don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. We don't want a lot of change oftentimes. Mm. So when we when when we've got a story that already sort of tends to come up, others are holding me back. They held me back in childhood. They held me back in um, early adulthood or teenagehood or you know early adulthood. I couldn't I couldn't do this thing that I really wanted to do because I had this obligation to a family member. For example, I'm just making this stuff up, right? Or, or we, I couldn't do this because then I would you know hurt somebody else's feelings. Or I couldn't do this other thing because then that would make me disloyal to the family. Mm-hmm. Or I couldn't do and so this belief system of they're holding me back shows up over and over and over again. Yeah. And and then it gets reinforced because then we just have an example of I want to have I want to change you know my health process, and then I I I I met with some kind of maybe not overt resistance but I met with some kind of resistance, and then I go back to oh yep they're holding me back, so I might as well not even try. Uh yeah, yeah, man, 
<laughs> I'm just thinking, I realize you're, you're kind of pulling that together and, and I'm thinking in hypotheticals. But man, that sounds really, um, really tough. You know, it's as far as, I mean, there's the, the feeling of constraint or held back, almost like a pressure, you know, mm-hmm. um, of it. And um, if there are those patterns with friends and with family, and yet we're still telling ourselves those stories, like what, what are the pathways that we can utilize to break up with that story? I mean, obviously it's being aware of it, first of all, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Awareness is, is the first part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have choice. And then we have choice. So then we can choose how do we want to do this instead of the story always reverting back to they're holding me back because that's end of story if we go there. Yeah. They're in, they're holding me back. Like, what do I do now? I don't have any choice because they're holding me back. End of story. Right. There's no maneuverability. Yeah. Right. So so the, 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 the first and the end is to be aware. Mm-hmm. And then there's man- maneuverability. Yeah. From that awareness. Mm-hmm. From that awareness going, okay, yeah, that's an end point. Like when, once I'm there, there's no moving out of that. That's, that's painting oneself into the corner. Um, okay. And then it becomes, I mean, <laughs> then it becomes about possibility. Um, and the challenges I guess in that are, you know, some of these steps are brave steps, particularly in light of, of, or might involve brave steps. If we're talking about longstanding developed things with family and with friends, which is probably where we see this the most in relationships, partnerships too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Partnerships all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because if one partner wants to explore or um, open up to, you know, different ways of experiencing things and the other partner doesn't, um, that, that can, if we already hold that belief that people can hold us back, then we can easily fall into that Mm -hmm. and then and then the stories of you know poor me or I'm trapped or I'm stuck and I'll never and all of these things um end up compounding this we 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 have to see we have to in releasing this kind of a story we start to see more clearly "Mm, it's not them who's holding us back it's ourselves who are holding us back yeah it's like almost becoming aware of of this story almost as a state of being Right. If we hold that, we're kind of putting ourselves in a spot where we're our kind of assumption is we are held back or we are limited or we only have so many choices because of things outside of ourselves. That's what's interesting about how you're putting that forward is it's the awareness isn't and it's not just about a specific story, but about the very possibility of that story being true. (laughs) Right. Either because we learned it or we adopted it as kids or we experienced it in some other way. Um, Man. And so that awareness puts that out there. And then, of course, it becomes now what? Sure. And I think we all, I mean, I'm always hesitant to the now what mm-hmm. because everybody wants to jump to the now what. Yeah, that's true. Right. How do I, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? Now what do I do? What <laughs> do, do I, I do? not do what this do? anymore? Right. right. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, I know we all want to tell people what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but the point really is it was awareness. Yeah. You know, now the now what is being aware, like deeply aware. This story is not that much different than, but a little bit, uh, a little bit, but, but is to the story I'm broken. Oh yeah. Yeah. To where it permeates all, so many areas of our life. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and certainly the I'm broken story isn't necessarily about blame on another person, although 
it could be, but mm-hmm. on its face, on its surface, it's not saying that. Like they're holding me back is definitely sort of it's some external kind of, of way to blame um, so outside of ourselves, right? It takes mm-hmm. us outside of ourselves instead of looking inward. Right. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but there's so many things flying around for me uh, on this because the... It's interesting because we, we're breaking up with these stories and so often what I'll hear from people about this and other things and from clients is exactly what you just described. How do I make this stop? How do I, and how do I make this stop quickly? It's not just stopping it, but stopping it quickly. And you know, the, the process of, of breaking up with something, which is kind of a shorthand for, for growing differently or kind of moving out of it or leaving aside, putting things aside, takes time, can take time and takes practice. Um, it's one of the things that, um, if this is an ingrained story, um, once we become aware of it, it's not as, as if that's it, right? We suddenly, okay, we're aware of it now and everything will, will fix itself either by osmosis. It's, there's awareness and then what actions do we decide to take or what attitudes, what things do we consider? What coming back to values again, what really matters for me in this relationship, whether it's with a partner whether it's with a friend or family member, what's most important for me to be putting forward for myself as opposed to what I might be putting forward for them. Um, these things take reflection and consideration and thought, conversation sometimes. Um, and that's why we've spent so much time on the show talking about getting comfortable with the discomfort or comfor- comfortable with the idea that discomfort is part of this, right? Well, all of these stories are unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of why we... Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're talking about discomfort and unpleasant every single week. Every single week, week I know. Right? <laughs> um, and, and so we are so comfortable. And people with, keep listening. It's amazing. Uh, well, yeah. Well, because, because it's a real life thing. It uh, is. Discomfort yep. and unpleasantness is, is a real life thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so part of it is that awareness is also like, our each of our own who who, for all of us who carry this kind of a story Mm -hmm. i'm being held back it started somewhere it took shape somewhere and it was reinforced somehow and we do want to take a look at where that started we we don't need to know like for a fact but we do want to take a look at like huh Okay, if I'm being if I'm being held back, or I have this sense of maybe I don't use these exact words of I'm being held back or they're holding me back, um, but there's some some kind of a physical sort of um, res, you know it resonates right. Mm-hmm. Then then like where else in your life have you felt held back? You know, and and asking yourself these questions and not to say like looking back, like, okay, now we have to add the story of poor me or anything like that. We don't have to do any of that. There's no other story that needs to be added, but we want to be able to see clearly. Mm -hmm. And the, and the reality is like, as kids, there are lots and lots and lots of different circumstances where that story could have started to generate. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not looking for blame. We're not trying to say like, well, that was that person's fault at that time. Um, But it was like, okay, that's where that feeling 
And that story started to generate and then became, um, uh, it, it was sustained or maintained through these other kinds of experiences. You know, I, I remember this one time where I had this friend, like this isn't my story either, but I'm just saying like, I remember I had this this friend one time and this friend really didn't have any other friends. And this friend really wanted me to be their only friend. But then I had these other friends over here that I really wanted to be friends with. And so here I am in fourth grade, not able to be friends with the friend, other friends because I needed to be with this other friend who needed me so badly. Like that is another example. And it it's not anybody's fault. It's just sort of like the what how life sort of shows up and and we make our choices and and do our things not knowing. But that could be another example of, oh yeah, I, I felt held back there too. Okay. So we start to get to learn a little bit more about ourselves mm-hmm. and our our patterns. Yeah, I really like what you mentioned there about the the feeling as the guide. Like looking back, when do you remember feeling a certain way? And not just an emotion, but even feeling the body. I mentioned earlier when we were talking about it, feeling almost constrained, right? And constricted, almost wrapped in. I mean, I could feel that viscerally. I had I had a, you know, a similar you you kind of pulled that story out of thin air. I relate to that one. I had a friendship like that when I was younger that that the guy really wanted me to just be friends with him and I liked him and I was friends with him and he didn't want me to have friends with anybody else. And, and so the same dynamic ended up happening. And I, I think about that and boy, the feelings in my body are telling me that that was certainly a story in there, right? Being held back from doing what I want to do. But yet, you know, looking back, it's, I mean, I was a kid, right? So, I mean, (laughs) there's only so much, Right. But it's as adults, if I carry that and carry that into adulthood, then we won't be, you know, using our own agency and instead kind of letting that pattern continue to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, as adults, we do have a lot more agency. Mm-hmm. We are we do have a lot more access to just in general, our cognitive resources, potentially. Yeah. Right. And so we have this ability to be able to reflect that we, we, we didn't really have as kids. Mm-hmm. And so we want to start, we, we, ideally we want to start using it and getting clear about some of the, the coping mechanisms or stories or way of survival mechanisms, right. That we've always carried that we, that don't really work for us anymore in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and, you know, possibly have life experience that shows that some of the worst case scenarios we can make up in our heads about kids when we're kids, if we do such and such a thing, that we can live through them or that they aren't necessarily the result of that or that things change over time. Just that life experience that goes with that, if we put those two together, can oftentimes give us a lot more sense of our own agency in the sense that that even taking the time to pull back from that story and sit in that, you know, or, or be still with that possibility, going back to that, right, from last week, being still with those possibilities and what that might mean with that discomfort can by itself be revealing because then, you know, thinking from a somatic point of view, where in my life right now do I feel that constriction or that, that sensation that I'm calling somebody holding me back? Where am I feeling that? Where, where, when does that come up? And, hmm, you know, being curious about that and asking that open-ended question, what's that about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we can break free of it, then, then we can say to ourselves, when we do feel this sense of being held back, 
we can say to ourselves, okay, what, how am I holding myself back here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and those, those are the questions that will allow us to even dig deeper mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're working with ourselves yeah. um, and, and, and we have a lot of information for us, but if we're always going external in terms of like looking towards other people mm-hmm. to, to give us permission yeah, or right, to, right. to support us in a particular way or to mm-hmm. partner with us in a particular way, then we're not asking ourselves the harder questions in terms of where this is really, where our stories are really actually generated and, and being maintained. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so much of these stories when we're able to disconnect from them, get a little bit of that distance, like you're talking about what ends up happening. I've always been fascinated by the fact that, that the very fact of the story no longer holding power sometimes or having as much power is really the avenue through which change begins to emerge just as in the day in day out approaches, attitudes, feelings about given situations. I can't necessarily say in my own experience where I can track specific moments where I look back and go, oh, I stopped embracing that idea. I stopped believing that or I stopped telling myself that story or feeding that story on such and such a day at such and such a time. It just, it ceases to have that limiting effect over time on our perception right, and our experience. And suddenly that idea of possibility, things will come into that space right? That are different. And I think that's, you know, rather than trying to find the quick way out, having the experience of what happens when you just put that story down for a while, what else becomes possible? What else emerges? Real things happen from that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're not fighting it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it makes it easier to, to take a look at our own selves and go, okay, I'm the one holding. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Wow. It's a powerful one. And uh, believe it or not, Tani, we've already spent our time uh, for the by day. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it goes by quick every time, but this is one that I know that, I mean, we've touched on it before. And, and if you're interested in, in hearing the, the episode that Tani mentioned, um, I'm broken. That is episode number 82 of breaking up with our BS. And so you can go back and find that and you can listen to that some similarities to this story and, and see what happens. I'm going to do that myself, Tony. I'm going to go back and look at that one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, anyway, so, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of breaking up with our BS. Remember if you missed any of this episode or any of our other episodes, you can get this as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for subscribing, for leaving us a review and for sharing with your family, your friends and your social networks. Anybody who could benefit, you think from uh, taking a look Uh, at these BS stories. And we will be back next week with another episode uh, where we take on a story. And next week's story goes something like this. I can't change because of blank. What do you think of that one, Tony? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Heard that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that one too. So join us next week to hear what we have to say about that. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tony Santabria. Don't hold yourself back, everybody. Who's a Kenjaniyo? Mm-hmm.